All right, again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 541. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape of the program. They're both free, and we even pay for the postage. I've got a very strong message today. It's a Bible reading. We've got letters, and... um, I've got music, and the main thing is, is warnings from the Lord. Warnings from the Lord, that your soul stay out of uh, hell, and will be able to live in the kingdom of heaven when this mess is uh, soon over here on this earth. Um, But first, let's uh, go to the throne of the Lord. And ask him to anoint this program. Father, I thank and praise your holy name for eternal life, for the Holy Spirit, for your uh, instructions of life in your word. They order uh, everyone's feet to do the right thing, to walk in power and to walk according to Uh, your word and those that are obedient to your word this is what you're looking for is obedience which is much better than sacrifice there's a lot of people in what people think is the United States government that is uh, doing uh, the right thing but there's no United States government any longer Lord you know that uh, Sue and I were bigger patriots than anybody I know We used to put bumper stickers on our cars talking about, you know, protect your local police and, uh, you know, hooray for the USA. And when we were uh, in parades, we would, uh, with the church, we'd all be marching and Sue and I'd be on the float and I'd be, all of us would be singing, God bless America. But what happened to America? Uh, there's no America any longer. America's presidents have sold us down the tubes. Uh, Lord, we know that they're actually even paying to get us uh, killed, murdered. And so there's a bunch of murderers. Our own uh, former government is now a bunch of murderers and people that love to shed blood and they encourage the shedding of innocent blood and they encourage homosexuality lord i ask that you come against them all these people that believe that this is the way the truth and the life and that you destroy the devil Destroy the devil, Father God. Destroy the devil. Rebuke greatly this evil spirit, Lord, that has taken over the world. And give people that call themselves Christians the uh, internal uh, fortitude, Lord, to do the same thing that I'm doing, is to take up the cross. We know it's not a pretty thing to be nailed to a cross 
But nevertheless, this is the thing that you commanded that we do the minute that we first say yes, Lord, is to say, now go and sin no more and take up your cross and follow me. Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord God. Give us everything that you promised us in your word because we're of the very few, Lord, that speaks out against this Antichrist spirit and that we hold up your name and your word which you value higher than your name. Lord, in the name of Jesus, bless us and curse them. Destroy them, Lord God, this evil Antichrist government. Bind Satan, destroy, tear his kingdom to pieces, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, that we may be able to still preach the gospel until the very end. Lord God, in Jesus' name, that uh, as many souls that will be saved will be saved. I ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. Now, one day, uh, Sue, uh, when the Lord showed a vision to Sue that she's supposed to marry me, I didn't know about that. I could hear her crying out. We'd all meet at her apartment a bunch of us that uh, the people that got saved uh, from Sue's preaching and my giving my testimony in Hollywood. We'd all gathered together up there and one morning I came in a little late and there were people sitting around waiting for Susie but I could hear her in her um, bedroom. You could hear her because it was just a medium type apartment in Hollywood. And uh, the souls that were there were ones that uh, I went down to the street and gave my testimony to. I told them to come on up. Uh, and they all knew that I was a type of a party guy before uh, the Lord uh, scared the devil out of me. And uh, they'd come up, and I'd give my testimony in this apartment. And then they, Susie would come out. And she'd preach to them and get them on their knees, and they'd start, uh, and they uh, she'd pray them through. Okay, well, I had this vision one morning. I came in. I'd been up all night with a horrible toothache, and uh, it went away, and I fell sound to sleep. And uh, I could hear her uh, before this. I could hear her praying very strongly, but I couldn't hear the words she was saying. And what it was, was I fell sound asleep, and then I had this vision. I went into the deepest sleep that I can ever remember that I ever, ever had been into. And this vision, like a television set, come before me. And I saw Susie with her hair. Uh, she cut the long part of her hair off, and it was, she had it kind of like, uh, well, it was a lot shorter than it was. Uh, the day before but I didn't know that yet but I saw in the vision that her hair was that way and she had lipstick on and a lot of uh, makeup didn't look overly made up but she wore makeup and I saw her uh, with the velour trousers on 
and a red uh, pullover sweater. It was like magenta. And I saw me walking into the door over by the couch, and I knelt down, and I started kissing her. And uh, I saw our full bodies, then all of a sudden, it was just our profile, my left profile and her right profile. And I started, I before this, I fell sound asleep. Be, uh, this was uh, what I was seeing. I fell sound asleep because the toothache went away and I just fell into a deep sleep and that's why I started seeing this vision. Well, uh, I started pushing myself up because this w was the godliest person I ever met in my life. And I said, no, I was kissing her right on her lips and my left profile you could see in her her uh, right profile and I said no Lord no and the uh, Lord answered me back I said she knows uh, more uh, she's smarter than I am I'm just newly saved and she uh, she knows the Bible better than I do and he came down this answer came down that's good for your ego and I thought and then questions started coming out of my heart like a big fire hose just pouring so many questions out that there'd be no possible way that I could even have a hint of what uh, she uh, what these questions in my heart were coming out and at the same time there was a like a go a tube that came down from heaven that was pouring the answers back into me to all the questions that I was asking which I didn't know and I didn't even know what the answers were but it was extremely supernatural and I pushed myself up out of my sleep because I didn't want to sin that's the one thing when a person is really saved they uh, immediately get a, the fear of the Lord and they have such a fear of sinning that you just would push yourself out of a dream or a vision or anything uh, because you know that for sure when the Lord frightens you uh, and the whole duty of man the Bible says is to fear God in other words fear the Word of God because if you break the Word of God and you live that way you're going to spend eternity in hell I mean, there's just uh, no way that I'd ever heard anybody preach it that way or teach it that way. But uh, I knew that I did not want to sin again, ever. I could still see the vision uh, when I woke up. And when I pushed myself up, it was still there. And it was there's this puffs of, like, it seemed like smoke, but I, it was like the Holy Spirit. But I didn't know it at that time as rings of it coming down around me saying, it's true, 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 it's true. And then this ringing in my ear, ears were really loud. It was like somebody left a telephone off and it was ringing like that where it's like vibrating very strong. And then the vision that was... Uh, in in color turned to black and white, and I saw this wrought iron uh, mold of Sue and myself. It was like wrought iron, 
was still my left uh, profile and her right profile, and it started shimmering, and I felt the hand of the Lord go right down into my heart and wake it up and uh, put love in there because I had never loved anybody before in my entire life uh, like that. I could feel the warm spirit of the Lord doing that to me at that time. And I I uh, saw this, it looked like white hot iron. And it started shimmering and going deep right down into my eyes and down into my soul, shimmering. And the Lord is saying, it's true. That she's smarter than I am. It's good for your ego. And then all these other words were coming into me from heaven and the, uh, were coming out of me and going up to heaven. And the answers were coming back so fast because anyone that would have that kind of experience would have... Uh, a million questions because I was this brand new saved. I hadn't been saved more than um, maybe two or three months, something like that. And so on our, we, uh, we went, uh, everybody knows the story. I, I've told it many times on, uh, uh, the radio and I've told it, uh, in pieces of literature that I've written. And this goes way back, and I didn't want to tell her. I knew that if I saw her, that I would know that she knows too. I was laying face down, and I was wide awake then. And I said, my God, uh, if this is true, I'll know if I see her. And so when I, I, I felt her presence there in the living room, and all the people were around, and I looked up, and I immediately turned my head back because her mouth was wide open and her eyes were just full of terror and she had her hands up in the air uh, just like uh, as if somebody were going to do something to her and she I just turned back down and I knew and I knew that she knew so she promised that she was going to take me to a dentist that day and so we, uh, I looked, uh, in the kitchen and after I saw her there and I noticed that her hair was cut. It was short and it wasn't. And I, she was doing the hair of one of the girls that got saved. Uh, she was combing their hair and I says, uh, Sue. And, um, she didn't answer, and I said, so? And she says, yeah. Yeah, what is it? Because she was a rough and tough type uh, female. She's very feminine to look at. She was actually a movie star at one time, and she still uh, had this fantastic body and fantastic look. She was beautiful. Many of you people have seen her preach on television, we were on television for 10 years after all this. And uh, I said, are we going to go to the dentist today? She had a dentist that we could go to. Didn't have, uh, I gave all my money, everything that I had away, but I don't know how we were going to pay for the dentist. But she said the dentist would uh, pull that tooth.
And so the pain still was gone in my tooth. And she said, okay, let's go. So we walked out. We were walking down Coinga Boulevard, uh, just about two blocks from Hollywood Boulevard. I said, I don't have um, uh, any pain anymore. I says, and I'm hungry. Can we go over to Coffee Dan's and uh, maybe have a little breakfast? She says, yeah. I had a few dollars left. And so we went in there, and I, we ate, and she, well, but before we went there, I, I, I said, Ben, I had the strangest uh, dream or vision. Uh, she says, what was it? And I looked at her, and I says, why are you so demanding as to what it was? She says, what was it? And I looked at her, and I, it just came out of my mouth. I said, you know, too. And she says, that's right. I know. Uh, but uh, you have to tell me. You have to tell me what you saw. And I said, well, I can't do that. It was, I was, felt like I was being cornered. And, you know, like it was like a serpent, big serpent just coming towards me. And I had to, I shouldn't have said that, you know, because I was very, it was embarrassing to say. Because she was nine years older than me. And she was far more experienced than I was. Uh, I thought I knew a lot, but when I met her, I knew I didn't know that much. She knew the Bible, the, the whole Bible. And so I said, well, let's go down to Music City after we ate. And I said, uh, that's where you could, they had little booths there where you could go in and play gospel records and things like that. And so she said, okay. And she kept badgering me, what was that? What was that uh, dream? That I said, it was a vision. It was more, she said, that's right. And finally she badgered me to the point where I just said, you and me in Las Vegas. And she said, that's right. She grabbed my arm and put her arm in mine. And she started marching out of there. She put an ad in the newspaper. And uh, I said, what, what was the Lord showing you? She said, I was in there. I said, it sounded like a, uh, a beehive full of bees just buzzing up to the throne of the Lord. And I could feel the power of God so much coming uh, by your prayers she said yes he showed me a vision all night long of you in a tuxedo and me in a wedding gown and that we were walking through this arbors these beautiful arbors and there were roses big the biggest roses with dew coming off of the roses and uh, she said I was fighting it she said because you're young in the Lord, and you're younger than me, and I've always uh, wanted a, a gray-haired, dignified-looking person, and you are like a wild man, because, uh, you know, I did big promotions and things like that in Hollywood, and everybody knew that I was totally unorthodox in order to get my point across or to sell or do whatever I want. This is a characteristic of most... Uh, heavyweight promo people, I think. Um, but she said that she kept seeing that and she kept coming against it in the blood of Jesus. And um, over and over she just said, the blood of Jesus, 
the, she said, he's too young. And the Lord answered her back, yes, but he's strong. And she'd come back, but he is not. She, he, there's nothing that she could say that could stop the vision coming to her. And it was all night long. And she said, oh, finally, she said, okay, Lord, if this is really you, then you show him and make him tell me. If that happens, then I'll know that this is of the Lord. And so she uh, just left it at that, and the Lord answered, yes, okay. And that's when this vision came down to me while I was deep in my, deeply in sleep. And when I looked up at her, I knew that she knew. And uh, she came out to look, to see. She says, when I looked at you there, I was only about 149, 50 pounds. And she said, I saw you with my eyes wide open as though you were around 200 pounds. And she said, uh, you know, people don't listen to some skinny-looking guy in the ministry or some young guy because they're not old enough in the Lord to know anything. And they always teach the wrong thing. So anyway, she sold uh, the furniture that she had there, and uh, we started uh, heading out to Las Vegas in this car. And while we were on the road, uh, highway, there was nobody on the highway. There was, it was like a two-lane road, and there was no street lights, nothing. And all of a sudden, this is, I swear, before God, may God strike me dead, and uh, send my soul to hell if I'm not telling you the truth. Uh, all of a sudden, Susie grabbed my hand. She was driving. And she says, let's pray that God will show us flying saucers if there are such things. And I thought, oh, wow. I mean, what? <laughs> she's a little bit kooky. And so we held hands and she started. She said, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, if there are such things as flying saucers, show them to us. And I swear before God, there were like fleets of them coming down right by our window of the car, and she just kept driving. And the, the uh, flying saucers came right up to the window about just like, uh, just a fraction of an inch be, before the window. And you could hear them go, just right by, and they, they kept coming. And I said, Sue, stop the car. And stop the car, for God's sake. And I got down near the floorboard, and I've never considered myself to be frightened. She just kept steering out of the car. And I said, for God's sake, stop it. I And I said, you know, Lord, that's enough. Uh, no more. I mean, and the Lord just kept sending three, two, one, six at a time. And it's just one right after the other. And that's why I know, and I told people this immediately. I had an interview on the radio at the uh, Tropicana Hotel. They had a radio station coming from there about unusual things and things around town. And I was asked to go on there to talk about a new promotion uh, that I was going to do because Susie said that everyone in Hollywood thought I was crazy because I had a good career in Hollywood. And so there was Johnny Holiday was on the panel, and uh, 
some other people. And so I'm telling him about these flying saucers. And I said, uh, I know that they're not from another planet because when we prayed to the Lord to see them, they came immediately and they did, we didn't see them far off in the sky. We saw them way up in the sky, but they were like nose diving us and went right to our window. And it was like uh, they were round like a wheel. Round, just like a wheel. And they were, I've seen some of them that people had taken pictures of that looked like, they're like in squadrons. Squadrons. And they're not from some other planet. Why would somebody in another planet answer a prayer that we prayed to the Lord? Actually, I half-heartedly was praying to the Lord and Susie was really drilling in. And that's how I really knew that she knew the Lord is because when she'd pray about something, she'd get the answer right away and would tell me what the answer would be. And sure enough, there was a man that wanted to, we were looking for a place after we got back from Las Vegas a couple of years later. And we needed, uh, we started a church at Carlos Avenue uh, in a house. And then uh, later on, we were just, there was enough room to get all the people in the house and so we uh, she was talking to some man out in Castaic he had a big mansion and on each side of the mansion was a big high rise uh, uh, apartment house and Anne Sheridan the movie star lived in one and the other one wasn't as tall as the one that she lived in and uh, so um it's just uh, there's so many supernatural things that happened uh, since the time and every time that she'd this man that uh, had that uh, house didn't want to rent it to us and so she started praying with all of her heart I mean she would really drill up to the throne and uh, she tried several times to talk to the guy and I thought my God Susie I mean why don't you just take no for an answer the guy said no, uh, that he doesn't want to. She says, the Lord just told me he's going to do it. Come on, let's uh, make an appointment. She called him on the phone, and he agreed to come and talk to her. And that blew my mind right there again. Everything she did would blow my mind because the Lord would really uh, uh, you know, talk to her and answer her prayers. And so I... Uh, I got used to that. I was married to her at 17 years before we, before she passed away. April 8th, 1982 is when she passed away. And so this has been almost um, close to 40, going on 44 years that I've been saved. Man, that's a long time ago, it seems. But time has flown by so fast. All right, so, uh, folks, these are not some from some other planet. I asked Sue, I said, what are they, why is God sending these down? She said it's in the book of Ezekiel uh, that God would send these wheels inside of a wheel and that they would be, uh, they're like angels that are surveying the earth just before Jesus destroys the earth and uh, comes back to earth to take all the people that are really truly of the Lord. God gave me the most 
fantastic treasure of eternal life and then to give me a woman like that that knew the Lord so well and sure enough when we met up with the guy he went and rented that big mansion to us for and it was for $500 a month and that was big money to us back then really big money but I couldn't get uh, get over it that uh, <laughs> she just kept persisting to, and was contending with the Lord because she wanted that particular location. And so anyway, um, uh, so uh, we saw these flying saucers, and they're from heaven, folks. Don't worry about them being uh, aliens from some other planet because... She told me that there is no other life on any other planet that the Lord put life here on this earth. And this is where it's all happened. This is where Jesus came. Uh, God came to this world as a man in the flesh. And uh, he uh, came here and lived a perfect life. And then went to the cross and died and shed his blood for our sins. Then his spirit went down into hell. And then he, after three days and three nights, he conquered hell and then death. And he rose from the uh, grave. And then he had been seen in a crowd of over 500 people ascending into the kingdom of heaven. Now, I've had so many supernatural things happen to me uh, during the time that I'd been married to Sue. And even after uh, Susie went on to be with the Lord. We are a couple of very supernatural beings. I'm a, Sue was natural. She was a natural woman, but she had the Spirit of God in her, the Spirit of Christ with the Father by the Spirit, and I was also endued the same way. I had this uh, power of the Lord in me as well. And uh, after that vision, I didn't feel... Uh, I just felt like a trashy type person that had been saved and I was full of zeal and everything. But after that vision, I felt that I was her equal because God poured so much uh, answers into me that I didn't feel like uh, the same way that I did before. I was a different person after that happened to me. Now, I was saved uh, before I met Sue but after I was saved and uh, the vision be from heaven came down to me and all those answers went in, all the questions came out of me, I was a different, completely different individual. I felt very confident to be her husband after that happened. But before that, and I always marveled at her wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Lord. Okay, and so... These are not beings from another planet. What they are is heavenly beings. They're angels surveying the earth. And so I'm going to play a song to you right now uh, by the Gold City Quartet. And this has to do, to do with the, the flying saucers that Ezekiel saw in the sky. He, he didn't know to call them flying saucers, so he called them wheels. Wheels Within Wheels. And here's the song by the Gold uh, City Quartet. And the Gold City means the kingdom of heaven because uh, the streets are paved with gold. 
And here they are to sing, Ezekiel saw the same thing that Susie and I saw. Ezekiel saw the wheel, and I saw, we saw dozens of them. Okay, go ahead. Ezekiel saw the wheel. He saw that wheel turn. In the middle of the air, Ezekiel saw the wheel. He saw that wheel. In the middle of the air, Ezekiel saw the wheel. He saw that wheel. Way in the middle of the air, Ezekiel saw the wheel. Oh, in the middle of the air. Well, one of these morning about five o'clock. Don't you know in the middle of the air. Don't go in the well of this old world. They're gonna reel and rock. Don't you know in the middle of the Love Ezekiel saw the wheel. He saw that wheel way in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel. Oh, in the middle of the air. Well, I've told you once and I've told you twice. Don't you know in, in the middle of the air. Told all them sinners going to hell for rolling them dice. Don't you know in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel. He saw that wheel. Oh, praise the Lord. That's really something. And I, I asked Susie when I was doing the interview at the Tropicana Hotel, a whole bunch of... Uh, I, we talked about flying saucers. The subject came up, and I started talking about it. And all of a sudden, the whole place—it was on the one of the, the second or third floor of the Tropicana, in kind of like a large office where the radio station was set up in there. And here comes all these showgirls with fur coats on and diamond rings and everything. And they said that they had seen. Uh, these uh, things too and I told them these are creatures uh, these are like uh, spirits of the Lord that are coming down surveying the earth they're angels that are surveying the earth just before Jesus comes back to earth again and it always just really it irks me when I see people like the History Channel or somebody doing a number on uh, the flying saucers trying to make it look as though there's life on other planets, and these are beings coming down, and they're going to invade us and all this kind of stuff. Folks, that isn't true. Believe me, I stake my soul on it. That is not what they are. They are from the Lord, and there is nobody that I know of on the face of this earth that ever prayed to see those things. When they were coming down, Susie dug her fingernails. She had, we were holding hands. And she says, do you see what I see? A lot of people say, well, you got bad eyes. They weren't that bad back then. This is going back uh, over 40 years ago. And I said, yes. And she said, what? I said, they're flying saucers. And she dug her fingernails into me. 
and said, that's right. And uh, I said, stop the car. These things might crash into us. We're heading for them, and they're coming right down, coming right up to the windshield, the bottom of the windshield, and swooping right up. And then you could see, if you look out the back window, you could see them. And finally, I just slid down to the floorboard. I said, for God's sake, if you're going, I thought we were going to die. Because I thought those things would crash into, but they were like, and there wasn't another light in the whole highway, or it was late at night, about two or three. Oh, two in the morning or something like that. Nothing. And there were squadrons of them coming down. And, of course, you know, like the Bible says that who's going to believe spiritual things when uh, everything in the world is carnal? Um, who has believed our report? Uh, the prophet said, Isaiah. Who believes what we say? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed, the powerful arm of the Lord been revealed? Because it says that this man that has God in him, God would come to the earth as a man. He'd come out of a dry ground, that means where there's just nothing from the other side of the firmament, where there's nothing that's... uh, that is spiritual at all. The water from uh, the other side of the firmament from heaven uh, is a Holy Spirit, and the Lord talks about it being as a river of water. Who is, uh, will believe our report, and to, to whom will the arm of the Lord be revealed? Uh, it came out just the other day that the government is really listening to these programs. And uh, they were telling a person things that they didn't like about my program, the things that I was saying about them. Of course, they don't like it. Any government whose leader would pay to uh, somebody to assassinate you, that is not my president, okay? That's not my president. And besides, uh, I am of the Lord and God. I'm warning you people that are planning to uh, shed innocent blood that God is going to destroy you. And we're going to be reading from the book of Proverbs. Yeah, we're going to continue uh, in the first chapter where we left off a while ago. And the Lord steered me away uh, to do some other messages regarding music because a lot of people in our church didn't understand <clears throat> the Bible's uh, instructions uh, regarding uh, the music. But if the music uh, that the people in churches play is anointed by the Holy Spirit, it can be extremely effective in the winning of human souls, human souls. And that's what we do here at this church is uh, you don't hear us um, doing anything but imploring people to receive the Lord before it's too late. Because I, I know well, when I was confronted with the actual Lord and I knew for sure that he's there because of the way that he came down in that office. And then I had several visions. I Then I got saved with visions. I saw heaven and I saw hell. 
And then uh, I met Sue uh, because she had heard about me, and I was over at a place called Aldo's. And uh, she told Buddy Bigelow, who was sitting there with her, and her da uh, daughter, I believe, was there too. And she sent Buddy Bigelow to come over and uh, talk to me, which it was in a, like a, a motion picture crowd of people there in a um, studio. And uh, all of a sudden, she uh, told me, uh, Tony, you know that Jesus is coming back to earth again. And I uh, I really uh, thought that she would. I said, who told you? Did the Lord come and tell you as well? And she says, it's all the way through the Bible, and she told me. But anyway, we've got some letters right now. Yeah, this is, uh, I met her uh, there in Elders. We talked for a while. Then at the movie studio, she, uh, I asked if I could sit down at the table. And she said, yes. And that's when she says, Tony, did you know the Lord is coming back to earth again? And I, that's when I really thought that she was my contact here on earth. I never really heard anyone say that to me before. And I was wondering why. Uh, would she say that to me? Because I'd just been saved and, and I knew that he was coming back to earth again because that's how I really I started searching for the Lord is when he told me that in that office and he shut my ears off. And it's, uh, it's, uh, a lot to say on this program and I, the Lord might make me say more about it. I've said it so many times that I, sometimes I think that people have heard it and heard it and they, uh, and so I try to preach uh, other parts of the gospel, okay? But uh, Sharon, where's the first letter from? From Piura, Peru. Let me hear what they say. My name is Milagros Yanet Chiro Durand, a native of Piura, Peru. I have decided to follow Christ. I got a piece of your literature. I read it and gave myself to Christ. I used to be a drug addict, but now I will be a distributor of your literature, as you state in your literature that those who wish to become distributors can do so by asking for literature. I work in a place where we take care of children and young people, and I would like for my young people to also become distributors of your literature so other people can change their vices. Please send four T-shirts to wear from now on, and also five Bibles, which I know you also give out. Please send them to the following, from Milagros Durand in Pura, Peru. All right, and so <clears throat> the Lord, one day, I, I was writing all kinds of literature, and the Lord said, write the supernatural experiences that uh, you had with me. And so I've written a whole a series of the supernatural experiences that uh, I personally have had the visions and dreams and signs and wonders that I've had. And they're available if you'd like them. It's uh, like a whole series. And the uh, things that happened to Sue. Um, but she, she never talked, the Lord told me this or the Lord told me that that much. But when she did say it, it was true. I hear all these people saying, well, you know, the Lord is telling me out in TV land that somebody has a wart on their nose or something and it's going to go. 
she never talked like that at all. She never, never talked like, like that. I can tell the people that are doing that, I don't feel any spirit of God in them at all. Not even a slightest bit. But I knew when Susie, <clears throat> and she knew when I had something from the Lord, that it was for real. It was real, and you could count on it, that it's going to happen. Now, there's a lot of things, you know, that talk about in the Bible for hundreds of years that uh, the Lord was coming to the earth, and he was going to come this way and that way. And even um, Abraham was told that he was going to have a boy, that he and Sarah would have a boy. And they got tired of waiting. And so what they did is uh, Sarah said, go into my handmaiden, because the Jewish law is, is that if a child is born in your household, that the child is hers. But that wasn't it. God said that she would bear a child. She was 90 years old. And, uh, you know, women 90 years old just cannot bear a child. But then the season came, the time came, and it happened. And the Lord has told Sue and myself of things that are going to happen in the future, and it hasn't happened yet. But just because it didn't happen in the time that people think it should have happened doesn't make one ounce of uh, difference whatsoever. The Lord will do what he said he will do in his own sweet, good time. And it's getting to the point to where things are so bad here on earth that I know that something is up, and I, I feel it in my bones, I feel it in, in my spirit, in my soul. There was a, a thing that God always reminds when things got so uh, full of persecutions. If uh, Sue and I would look in each other's eyes, you could actually feel my spirit would go into her, and her spirit would come back into me, and it would we just look at each other, and no matter how depressed she or I was, we'd start laughing because it was such a beautiful thing, this sign that the Lord gave us. We were like two peas in a pod. We knew that we were of the Lord, and we knew that we are something special. And there isn't a preacher on the face of this earth that has had as many supernatural experiences, meaningful uh, supernatural experiences, as the ones that we've had. And a lot of people get jealous. They got jealous of um, a young man's dreams in the Bible. His name was Joseph. The whole family got upset about it. And there's all kinds of preachers that are upset. And the government is upset with the visions and dreams and signs and wonders that I've had. And even people in my church are jealous of it. But they receive so much of the Spirit that a lot of them can contain themselves from doing anything about it. Because there's nothing that they can do about it. The people, when I had to go to prison on false charges for the government, this international government sent me there. Uh, you know, there's uh, nothing that the people in prison could do about it. And the guards were telling all kinds of wild tales about me. And the government is making all kinds of wild, uh, slanderous remarks about me and telling the people in the small towns, attempting to get some kind of a, a mob scene coming over to uh, the place where our office is and where I am, 
and trying to get them to actually lynch me. But there's nothing that they can do because the Bible says if anyone touches the two witnesses that they themselves, if you try to kill me, you're going to be killed by the same manner that the Bible says that you're trying to kill me. All right? So if you want to get killed, just keep it up because God will destroy you wonderfully. And I've seen that happen so many times that I know that it's without a doubt that it's absolutely true. Uh, we've uh, we've experienced that many years. God is going to use uh, me, uh, Susie and myself, until he's finished with us. And then he's going to call us up, up above. He's going to take us up. All right? And so it doesn't matter whether you believe that or not, but he told us. All right? And it doesn't matter if you believe that there's flying saucers or not. To me, I could have cared less if I saw him. I half-heartedly was praying it, but it was Susie that prayed to see him. And they came as soon as they, she said, in Jesus' name. Father God, show us to us in the name of Jesus. And here they came. So it doesn't make any difference whether you believe it or not. I saw it. She saw it. Both of us saw it at the same time. And then in Las Vegas... We were holding hands. The, the cloud scenes there are so beautiful. And all of a sudden, the Lord, with a, like a, a twinkling of an eye, we were looking down at these huge cumulus clouds instead of looking up there. And she again said, Do you see what I see? And I said, Yes. I, uh, you know, and she said, What? I said, We were looking up at the clouds, and now we're looking down at them. And she said, Yes. And she's... Uh, poked almost holes in my hand again with their sharp fingernails. And so it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, the things that you think are dirt, filth, and there isn't anything you're going to do to stop God. All right? Mm -hmm. So I want you to remember that, you know? And everybody should sing song, psalms and songs unto the Lord from their heart because... Uh, this is what it's all about. It's all about the Lord. It's not about Sue or myself or you or anybody else. This is about him and his body, the body of Christ. And so um, there's nothing that anybody can do. There's nothing that I can do about it. I don't want to be one of the... Uh, I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be a teacher or a preacher or anything. I had no... No desire in my heart to be anything, but I was just wanted to be saved and know that I'm saved and know that I'm going to heaven. That's all I want to know. I don't care two cents about being any uh, uh, person uh, that is saying, I don't want to be hated either. Nobody wants to, but uh, I'd rather be hated by the, all the people in the world than to be hated by God. And let me tell you something, you people out there that are trying to destroy this work and haven't been successful, God hates you, all right? And the Bible is filled full of that. And, you know, if you don't like it, it's too bad. If you don't like it, then you should repent, because God might do a big work with you. But if you're possessed with those demons that were kicked out of heaven with Satan himself, there's no hope for you. You've been cast down to earth, and you know your time is short, and that's why you're going crazy on this earth with all these um, people that you're living in and using them, and they're so blind that they don't know that they're going to soon be 
burned up and continuously be burning throughout eternity. They're going to hell and the lake of fire. And so therefore, I would beseech you people tonight to be born again of the Spirit, just like Sue and I uh, am born of the Spirit. And um, there's going to not be a lot of people in, in heaven the majority of people that have been on this earth are going to be spending eternity screaming their heads off in hell and the lake of fire. So before that happens, you don't know that you're going to live another minute. Clinton doesn't know if he's going to live another second. Either does Bush or any of these jokers. They're not funny. They're on their way to hell unless they repent. And that's why I'm preaching the gospel because so that uh, weasels like that can accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And you can uh, do that as well and have the power of the living God living in you with Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit by saying this prayer. Now say it right now. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood so that all of my filthy sins can be washed away and drowned in the sea of God's forgetfulness. Uh, I open the door of my heart, and I uh, invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, with you, Father, and the Holy Spirit. Wash all my filthy sins away in the blood of Jesus. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead, Father, by the Holy Spirit, the power. Father, uh, Father, you will not turn me away, and you will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word is God, and your word is more precious to you than even uh, uh, your name. Therefore, I know that you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I just praise and thank the Lord. If you're really saved, uh, you will keep God's commandments. And Sharon, I just praise and thank the Lord. Read the King James Version of the Bible. And Sharon, tell them how they can receive a copy of uh, this program, number 541. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas. <laughs> Seven five five zero five, or call area code four seven nine seven eight two seven three seven zero, or fax to area code four seven nine seven eight two seven four zero six. Praise the Lord! This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Um, make sure you tune in tomorrow. I never know what the Lord is going to give me. I had a whole other message prepared, but um, until then, uh, here are the Imperials to sing sweet sweet spirit holy spirit that is there's a sweet sweet spirit in this place and I know that it's the Thank you.